Aloha guys, what's up? I'm Ash. And I'm Matt. We're the yoga couple. Welcome in everyone. <laughs> this is our very first podcast, so thanks for joining us. Yeah, we're super stoked. This is the Inner Work Podcast. Inner Work. We thought, you know, the first podcast, we'd start it off by telling you about how we almost got divorced. Yeah, because it's a really <laughs> relatable topic. <laughs> if you guys don't already know, we're the yoga couple of... Yesly, Ob, Ob, Avi, <laughs> on Instagram and on Facebook and like any other freaking social media account I could find. And people's number one question to us is, do you guys fight? Because we look like we're the perfect, totally like social media, Instagram couple. We're super happy all yeah, the time. Yeah, but the answer, like, great. yeah, the answer is duh. Duh, duh. <laughs> right. Yeah, so um, it's perfect because the inner work is kind of about confrontation totally either within yourself or with other exactly, people exactly totally exactly so we thought for the very first podcast well, that you guys could get to know us we should totally. probably tell you about how we yeah. almost didn't make it we yeah. almost weren't the yoga couple that is true that yeah. is true so let's dig into this let's do it vulnerable and a little frightening but we'll do it we'll yeah get through it. so before <laughs> we did the inner work um we used to fight, you know, in a completely different way. Mm. I like to say now our fighting has gotten more effective and efficient, <laughs> right? Cause like that's and that what doesn't the, mean more lethal. No, just, you know, we're more efficient at it. About, like about as in getting to a solution. But yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so before the inner work though, I have to say that my fighting style was probably typical for a, you know, girl in a relationship with a man that I just wanted you to... One, not freaking screw up, duh. But two, if you did screw up, I would assume you would know better. I wanted you to know better and I wanted you to... I don't want to say like read my mind, but kind of in a sense... Kind of read your mind. Be a mind reader. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I kind of... like you should know. totally possible, guys. You should know better and you should act better. And I... My fighting style was to not communicate with you because I would give you the cold shoulder totally. until you figured yeah, out what you, you like did. wanting me to figure it out. Well, yeah, yeah I wanted, <laughs> I thought by not telling you what you did, you would eventually figure out what you did. He, he should just know. Right. My goal was though, that you would figure out what you did wrong. But the way that I wanted you to figure it out was by me not telling you what it was. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Okay. Super so then. Super effective, ladies. Super effective. Obviously, <laughs> eventually he would come to his senses and figure out what it was. And he would apologize like every good boyfriend or husband would do. And, but that's not good enough because (laughs) you should have just never did it in the first place. And so I like would pretty much fight or declare that I wanted you to apologize. And then even when you did, I like, I would just kind of... Still never satisfied. Never satisfied. Yeah. Because that's not really what the root of the issue is, you know? Right. How were you before the inner work with me? Oh yeah. Just totally. I think it's different, you know, for guys, I think it's a little more... I think we can be a little more aggressive and vicious. And so as much as we don't want to, like we kind of just hurt you instead. And we're like, you're like, why did you do that? What sometimes the heck? That's I, ridiculous. Sometimes like, I you're think you retarded. want the girl to, you push her away. You almost want her to break up with you. Totally. That, and when we, Which to, we'll talk yeah, about later. When we get to the story, that's actually my method. I think ultimately I would want you to 
dislike me so much that you would just bail. So I could be like, great. Yeah, I don't have to deal now. with you anymore. I don't have to deal with it because you made the decision. Yeah. So I became and so you, vicious yeah. that you left so that therefore it's on you and I can just escape accountability and be like, yep, she left. That's cool. Or I'm moving on. If that, if it wasn't that like pre, what's that word? Pre, Premeditated. Oh, if it wasn't that premeditated, mm -hmm. you would probably just grumble under your totally. breath and like just, just be passive aggressive. Yeah. Just kind of stay really like rude, snarky remarks and, and then, hold it over your head for I would like cry weeks. because I would yeah. feel so hurt because I'd be like, why are you being so right. mean? And then like in a week or two, bring it up again in like a cutting remark. Yeah. yeah it vicious was just, crap, man. It was just vicious. Totally BS. So both ways, not effective. Well, yeah. So <laughs> the, we realized does that does not lead you anywhere. If you guys work. can relate, uh, then you're in the right place because... <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, because... It's, it doesn't work, right? You're no, like it, it just keeps happening. It's rough. But hopefully you guys can tell by the way we're talking about it with laughter and love that, you know, you there's, get you get, you can get, can through, get it through it if you apply the inner work. Yeah. But before we get into the juicy, like beautiful butterfly stuff, we're going to tell you about where this fighting style led, led. us to. Where it to. can lead and where it ultimately yeah. does lead everyone to. You know, so long as you continue to fight that way, like it inevitably happens. Yeah. And the, the know, only way we got through it is because we did the inner work and got right. through like it. Like I said, we almost were not the yoga couple, which is so sad. That would have been sad. So before we found out, you know, about doing inner work or made up inner work, I don't know which is, which is it true. Found us. It found us. <laughs> but before the inner work, we were in this really dark space of, Kind of so just much going on. There was so much stress, dissatisfaction, and total stress. Yeah, we were kind of like we under so, so much, much pressure. pressure going on with businesses and with our relationship Money, and newly work. being married. I think we had been married what like six months. Yeah, probably. So much, but like then you add like business drama, like so much, so much pressure. Yeah, it was in a, a new marriage, you know, like that was just like so overwhelming. We hated we, we where we have, lived. We hated what we were doing totally. with our work life. And didn't have the coping mechanisms that we no. needed. So. so we had a guest come stay at our house yes. for the very first time. Of all things, <laughs> our <laughs> you, first married adult guest so you guys is are staying with us probably while laughing this happened. Because you all know what it feels like to have a house guest, don't you? <laughs> So, you know, now add that you're like having a secret divorce fight, right? Okay. So we had our good friend, Anita Wingley, who we love mm -hmm. and you know, she can totally be our house cause again, cause we love her so much, yeah. but you guys should look her up. She just launched her first book, but she was coming to stay with us and I was excited because I wanted to have Anita come stay with us, but like I said, if you've timing. ever had a house guest, you know, you have to kind of be on point. It's kind of a lot of stress. And when you're fighting with your spouse and you have company come stay at your house <laughs> for an extended amount of time. Thing. Yeah, because like, where are you going to go? Yeah, where you, you can't talk run? about it. You but can't. you both know. Deep down, <laughs> right. you're, like, you're like looking at each other like, Cross room, you're no. like, screw so you. But like, you but publicly, it. you're like, oh my God, I love yeah. you. And you're in your own house <laughs> and you have to keep up the front, you know? So, I mean, it's just not appropriate. Okay. It's not the right time. Yeah, you know? like they shouldn't be involved with your fights. It's not their fault. They're yeah. on vacation. So, yeah. okay, we're in like the heat of like the biggest fight I think I've ever, ever been we in. We had ever been in. I mean, I was done. Okay, so before you were done though, I mean, you probably were done on the inside, but before you had like verbalized you were done, mm -hmm. we had to go pick her up from the bus station. Right. 
So we were in the car and we were like screaming at each other probably. Sure. Just there arguing. There was probably some raised voices. Yeah. And so she comes with her cute little red suitcase. I remember it was red. Oh, yeah. She pulls it up to the car. Hey, and guys. Then, just all bubbly. Right. And, and then we're, we just like, we were just like death staring at each other. And all of a sudden we're like, hey. <laughs> so good to see you. Yeah. And then we, you know, we had to just switch. Yeah. We had to put it aside and be like, hey. Uh, happy time. And you, if you're married or you're in a serious relationship or you live with your significant other or maybe you've done this already, like you have to understand how traumatizing this type of conversation. It's like the worst conversation. It's like gut-wrenching to even think about. Like thinking about breaking up, like we're newlyweds, like yeah. talking, even having yeah. that type of conversation. It's the most like, it's like, I just want to throw up thinking about it. It's sure. terrible. At this point, it wasn't that bad, but it was brooding. Yeah. And so Nia got in the car and then we were like, hey, you know, hey girl. And we like drove her around. Yeah, and we, we had like, a good time. We had a good time. We basically put it aside. You know, we, we had a good time. We were happy to see her, but we just needed to work on this other stuff is all. Yeah. And I think it was the first night. That yeah, she first was night. There. <laughs> we yeah. didn't even make it one night. So she, we, okay. Well, we you. have it. So here's a rule though. So we try to never, well, we can't go to bed angry <laughs> we're we, both libras we can't go to bed angry and it's a good rule i've always learned that like growing up never go to bed angry it's like a secret to happy relationships it's but for us it's not only that like don't do it we just literally can't yeah because we, like, we're we libras can't, we, we can't, can't sleep. shut up we, we can't, can't stop talking we can't we can't <laughs> like just roll over and go to bed and be like you know what as much as i want to and i'm like screw this i want to go to bed no that night you did i tried to no you did we'll get there yeah and, Which was you know, the first night you ever did that because you we, were done. So we tried. I kept trying to go to sleep, trying to go to sleep. And Ashley's like, no, we need to talk about this. And we're like whisper fighting. So we live in, we lived in one of the most beautiful places we could live in, in the city that we were at that mm -hmm. time. It was, we, we sold all of our stuff so that we could fit into this tiny little, it was called a golf villa. Mm -hmm. It was on the ninth hole, right? Mm -hmm. Overlooking Ten, a lake, 10th yeah. hole, overlooking mm -hmm. a lake. It was beautiful, but it was tiny. You guys, we were in like basically a studio and, um, we just loved the view and the nature that we gorgeous. had. So, so we moved. It. Yeah. And so we had a house guest come stay with us and she had to sleep in the living room on a blow-up bed and like there's we didn't even like literally have a door it was like a slider yeah, it was like a huge slider like a balinese slider that yeah, like like 10 feet across so like the point being is it's a massive doorway but it was yeah massive doorway with like not it's not steel. it's not an actual door it's yeah. not a, it's so not, the sound yeah. you can just right hear through. everything is what we're trying sound to say so she's through. like trying to go to sleep in her new surroundings and then we're over here like <laughs> whisper fighting you know she can hear us yeah, and then we, sure. we just kept elevating our voices to the point where like we need to go outside yep. and then again this place is tiny so like getting up and in the middle quiet. of the night and it's like we're in the middle of nowhere yeah, on a golf course on the outskirts of the city yeah so it's and completely so silent. we like open the door we go outside we like make all kinds of noise and then once we get outside we're pretty much like raising our voices to the point where like the neighbor above us is coming outside because he's worried sobbing and it's yeah like, it's, oh a, it's just a mess it was a mess and what i felt like not our, not our best moment in that moment, moment was i felt <laughs> like you were so done with our relationship i felt like you literally hated me like hatred yeah. was coming out of your face and, and that's what i think guys get to i think we get vicious i think that like you couldn't even remember why you married me or why you loved exactly. me and i think i that, was like i think that anger just, and rage gets that way to where you forget you forget why you were with your partner you know you just i think i think guys i think me in particular i have an amnesia problem 
You couldn't like, even I'll remember. Just, you were like, I'll I just, literally I'll be like, am. Who are you? Yeah. I don't even want this. Who yeah. are you? Yeah. I married you. You I had chose like this. moved on. You were it's like, as if mentally I just blocked that shit out and moved yeah. on. You were just done. You were I ready to forget it. me, and which was crazy to be on the other end and to be so intimate with someone and then have mm. them look at you like you're a complete stranger, not even a stranger, but somebody that they yeah. like hate. Yeah. So it how did crazy. so how did I get to that point? You know, and I would say that. It was because when when our when we start to have trouble in our relationship, I would you I would project all of it onto you and you'd be the source of it. So I so I think in relationships we resent our partner for the frustrations well, in the relationship. Yeah, we all have dark crap that's like brewing inside of us, mm-hmm. right? Like if like the saying is like you squeeze an orange, what's gonna come out? Orange sure. juice. Apple sure. juice isn't gonna come out, right? Yeah. And I squeezed you to the point where your <clears throat> crap was coming out totally. and you didn't and like had, and I had no cope my you, typical yeah, mechanisms you didn't of coping like, were not there. You, I was you didn't up. know how to deal with what, mm. I, what I was revealing was inside of mm. you because usually if somebody brought up discomfort for you, your coping mechanism was to be break up with them, move on, mm-hmm. drink alcohol, mm-hmm. do whatever else to escape the discomfort. Yeah, and use addictions. So for me, it was if I, I couldn't have pornography, I couldn't have alcohol because we were on like a big alcohol cleanse fast. I was on a porn fast. I was on, well... Well, he's, trying to heal yeah. it, but we were consciously trying to work through that. So I hadn't, I wasn't using. Which porn. I don't know. A I lot of women don't know that you know. Men use pornography. Majority as a, of men a stress have release. a addiction to pornography, mm-hmm. whether you know about it or not, totally. and and it is a avenue for them to deal with stress. Mm-hmm. And and if you take it away from them, yeah. look out. And we had consciously decided that you were gonna overcome this it addiction. It turns into so. a beast. We're gonna have to do a, a, a podcast on that because that is a massive But basically, we point. were like on this like journey of cleaning out everything in our lives mm-hmm. that was toxic. So liquor. Which meant it was everything. bringing up so much withdrawals and so yeah. much frustration. So any stress of our lives, you didn't have a coping and, mes- okay. mechanism. And, and now we have it. to say this too though. When you take away your partner's addiction, you try to work and do this inner they work. They will hate and, you. It, exactly. <laughs> I resented Ashley because she came to symbolize the withdrawal. So any discomfort I was feeling is her fault because if she weren't there, I could have the addiction back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Right? So So this is why I think the hatred, that hatred that you saw was the addiction wanting to come out so bad and you being like the reason I couldn't. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say surfing is the other one. Um, So anyway, and so not having these available, I was like, you're the reason why I can't have my addictions. And Mm -hmm. that is brutal. It's hard to go through something like that. And I think most couples don't even realize how deep some of these addictions can be, you know, and we don't really, we take them for granted until you take them all away. Yeah. Like take all your crutches away and see what comes out because that's what happened to us and it was not pretty. No. And, but you know what? Hey, we're here. Yeah, and it was it's badass now we're that we here got now. through it. It's badass. And that's why we're here talking to you about the inner work because this was like the darkest of the dark, you mm-hmm. guys. And so we basically had this night. Anita's in like the living room and Matthew just said like, I, I want a divorce. I think I'm just, I think I'm done. I want a divorce. It was like, I never. Because that was the only coping mechanism I had left. Ugh. Leave. Run. I just couldn't even handle I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to run. I'm just going to get out of this. Right. So it was hell, you guys. Like it was, 
Okay. So let's turn this frown upside down. Because <laughs> it is like, it's such a bummer to think about. But like, how did we get through? How did we survive? Right. We got through okay. this brutal night. We got through this brutal night. We had a great time with Anita after that because we turned yeah. around the whole trip. But um, basically, this was the moment where we decided if we don't overcome this. This is it. You guys, if we don't it's overcome this, time. not only are we going to lose each other, lose our marriage, like lose the will life we have. possibly be trapped forever. In ourselves. Yeah. Because the real issue, and we both know this because we both we have been studying yoga and spirituality for yep. many, many years. And we both knew that if we were to give up, we were letting our shadow side, our ego win yeah. because we were not willing to do the work and that's where this all com comes exactly. from we were not willing to do the work totally. to overcome and in this moment this like what do you always call it dark night of the soul yeah dark night of the soul mm -hmm. that's we decided called. that we were going to do the work and ever since that night that's what we've been doing and that is what we are going to now share with you guys so that you can have this magic tool in your toolbox and apply it in your lives because totally. it actually worked. Yes. And I would say, I would recommend if you can try to work on one addiction at a time, Yeah, <laughs> not five, right. because that can become extremely overwhelming. Right. So, you know, in this case, it was a, it was a build of so many things. So if you can, you know, we ideally want to address things as they come up. And that was what the mis first mistake. Okay. So this leads us to like the first step, shall we say, is like, you have to address things as they come up. See, we let it, this build for too long and we didn't address it. You know, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. And so that's why it became such a massive thing is because we, you know, we let it build for too long and that caused this to reach a such a bad boiling point. You know, like if I would have just told Ashley in the beginning that I was having cravings for such and such and I want to go do this and, you know, then we could have worked on it, but I didn't. And so that was the issue. So the first thing is like realizing you're on a team and opening a open line of communication. You have right. to like go into a relationship being like, hey, you and I are, about to go are going to work on our shit. It has to be a conscious thing. Yeah. Otherwise, like you're delusional. You're you're delusional if you think you you're going to go into a relationship and, and not bring up like, no, like literally you guys, it is through relationship that your shadow and your darkness is revealed. Don't get confused. Going into a relationship doesn't mean now everything gets better. It means everything's about to get worse because you're going to see sides of yourself that you didn't know were there until you were around somebody long mm -hmm. enough to see it, which might be for the first time. Yeah, and I think that that sounds kind of like intense, but honestly, if we look at what culture portrays like love being, it's almost like we see that love is like going to solve all of our problems. Now, like this is true to an extent, but the can. way it is, the way it is demonstrated <laughs> through like Hollywood and stuff is why we have over half of marriages ending in divorce. Yes. Okay. Because they because don't there's know a total that they have misunderstanding. To work. And they think that when they are finally with that, that love and with that person, the problems are going to go away. Things are going to be easier. And we mistake that as true love when in a lot of times that's just infatuation. And we skip from person to person because exactly. as soon as things get, get hard, hard, we, we say, think it's not oh, them. Oh, I'm going to uh, yeah. break up with you now. It must not, he not, it must must not, not be, be the one. one. Exactly. No. 
anybody honestly can be the one if two people are willing to do the inner work and that's the damn truth because we're all one we're all same family we're all we're all from the same spirit and yeah a true soulmate is someone who is able to consciously do the work with you that's Mm -hmm. a soulmate it has nothing to do with all that flowery infatuation stuff because that will always fade and if you are living life based on chasing love through the highs you will always be disappointed because you're gonna have a come down it's always gonna come down and i'm grateful that you know we've been through all of our darkness together because now i am free from it mm-hmm. otherwise well, i was and just you cre- it creates an insane bond because you've been through suffering together you've oh, been through true. the darkness together like, and so i love you no so much one... more exactly yeah like our love is so much deeper because who can possibly match or relate you guys to we're so cute right now we're like literally looking into each other's <laughs> eyes saying all of this beauty so <laughs> okay so now we're so cheesy we're, i know but okay so how do we move forward with inner work you know when we're ready to take that step mm-hmm. you guys heard how we used to fight how we mm-hmm. used to have conversation confrontation but now we're going to talk about how we can Um, communicate and go through hardship in a way that's conscious and in a way that strengthens you you and is solution-based, which is like the number one thing is realizing that you and your companion are on a team and anytime you're bringing up a problem, the goal has to be to come to a solution because mm-hmm. I will admit this in the past when I would get in confrontation, my goal was not to have a solution. Yeah, my goal was to, to make you feel like shit. Just to make me feel like, yeah, make me feel ashamed. Yeah, I, I just wanted to point out what yep. you did. I wanted you to feel yep. bad about and it. And I think that's super important. And I think You have that... to see what is my motive for even fighting in the first place. Right. Because honestly, if you really look at it, it's probably not a good motive. Yeah. You're usually just trying to be an asshole and exactly. trying to make the person feel bad. Yeah, you want them to feel guilty for what they did. you want them to feel stupid for what they did. And you're like, you should have not done that. You should know better. Right. And, and it's just to point out their flaws. Exactly. So, so that's not when get you, you move forward in inner work, step number one is to decide you are a team and to be solution-based in your uh, conversation. So we're going to talk to each other now in a way that is coming from the motive of actually wanting to heal and fix and find a better way to live. It's kind of like this. Instead of saying, here's what's going wrong, you piece of poo. Instead, (laughs) You piece of poo. That reminded me of of that emoji on your iPhone. (laughs) That little poo one. You poo emoji. Okay, so... So instead of being like... But that's kind of an enduring emoji too. Okay, okay. That one is kind of a... Don't you think? Uh, Okay, I suppose. I suppose it could be. But the point (laughs) is, is like instead of like attacking someone and being like, here's what's wrong. You say the energy is more like... What can we do to fix this? Yeah. And how do you, do you tell see how them, different it is, you know? Okay. Yeah. What's so how the do you language? tell? Them? Well, that would be my language. It's I. accountability, okay? Taking accountability and saying, "I am feeling," right? You're you're accepting what happened. I feel unappreciated. Instead of saying when you did you, this. You know, I feel I'm feeling unappreciated when you don't pick up your clothes around the house and like I have to clean up after you, let's say. Like whatever your issue is. These are is, real these examples. Are, these are, yeah. <laughs> right? Like stop leaving your cups around the house. It makes me feel annoyed. Can you tell so, them the cup story? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> one of the, one of the more trivial things that we've had to work through is, um, so I tend to like be the one who cleans the house and keeps the, t- the house tidy. 
and uh, Ashley has this funny little idiosyncrasy about her where she's a cup collector, <laughs> and she'll have she'll get a cup of water and like drink half of it. And then, like, I guess forget that she got it. And then she'll go get another cup of water and then put it in a different part of the house. <laughs> By the end of the day, there's about four or five cups all throughout the house. Now, mind you, it, she doesn't do this anymore. So go figure, right? But she used to all the time and it would drive me crazy. <laughs> and so um, I used to get so irritated about it. And I would do that passive aggressive thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, as I'm picking up her cups, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. You and left she, something yeah, in the you bedroom. Le you left all these stupid cups. What the <laughs> What the hell? Like, and then finally she'd be like, um, do you have a problem? What's going on? <laughs> and then, you know, I would say, hey, I feel like you don't appreciate well, you wouldn't my that, cleanliness. But... Well, no, I'm, I'm saying this is how we solved it. Yeah. Is eventually, you know, we, we realized, you know, hey, I feel like unappreciated. Like I, I, I really appreciate a clean house. Like it seems like you're just shitting on me when like well, you don't care. You don't, you, you, it, you don't care yeah. what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is essentially what I was trying to convey. Like, I felt hurt. Yeah. You know, I feel hurt when you leave cups around. There you and go. then the first thing is like, she's like, whoa, I didn't even realize it was that big of a deal. Yeah, I didn't even know. Right? So for that's months, the first this thing. For months, the funny part about the story is for months, Matthew was so angry about the cups. And like, he tried to tell me in all of his passive aggressive ways, but I really didn't like get it until he finally came to me and said, I don't well, feel... You helped, yeah, you helped bring it out because you're like, yeah. okay, what's wrong? Like, yeah. you're huffing and puffing over there. Like, yeah. what's the problem? And, and then, then I finally knew, talking. but... And then I and then I fixed it, but yeah. uh, I don't leave cups around anywhere. But it started with eye language. So, um, number one, you're a team. You want a solution. Number two, present your problem in eye language by so you take accountability for how mm -hmm. you feel. You're not mm -hmm. just projecting and starting the conversation with blame because we all know right. that... Uh, it's all about the packaging and the presentation. So it's really important that when you come to your partner with a problem, that you present it in a way that they're going to be receptive to. Because if you just come at them aggressive with blame, you're already starting on the wrong foot. So practice eye language. I feel like. Mm -hmm. When you do this. And then you're kind of owning it. And then the, then the person listening is able to then respond in the same type of language. So you just got to keep avoiding blame. So like... You know, but first you repeat it back. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say in response? It's I'm oh, sorry. I didn't even realize. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know that you Leaving felt the cups yeah unseen you. when yep. I let when I left the cups out. I didn't know that this made you feel this way. And I repeat back. This is key, you guys. Take note. Repeat back what uh, is said to you, or you know, when you're teaching your partner this, or maybe you're both listening. They say eye language, and then you repeat it back so that they feel, feel heard, heard and seen and honestly sometimes that alone can resolve the problem i feel like let's say for example this cup thing it was such a trivial issue that basically once she just heard me and understood it was pretty much over yeah. like there was nothing deeper about it it wasn't that big of a deal um but sometimes bigger issues okay are not that easy but sometimes just being heard and seen resolves the issue itself but let's say it's a bigger thing um you know like one like our huge blowout uh divorce fight that was much bigger you know we're not gonna get through that just by being like oh you're so hurt i understand you have an addiction like okay like we gotta go way deeper now so yeah. so beyond just listening and acknowledging now you have to actually dig deeper to try to understand where is this coming from. Yeah, and sometimes, most of the time, when you're having an argument, whatever you're arguing about, 
is usually not what the argument is actually about. So it's really helpful that as you develop this self-awareness, as you keep going through the inner work, that you're questioning yourself and asking yourself what it's really about and where the root is. Because if you find that you're arguing about the same type of thing or you're insecure about the same type of thing or you're starting to see a pattern, it's usually because there's a deeper root or program that is getting triggered by Mm -hmm. something that's happening right Mm -hmm. now. But the thing right now isn't what started it. It started way back when, you know? It could be years before you were even together and you had this... Oh yeah, it could be childhood. Right, let's say it's insecurity, right? Let's let's Mm -hmm. just say we don't have this problem but I know this is a very common one, is uh, jealousy. Yeah, we got lucky. Ashley's not a typical, like, jealous Well, Well, I've never been hurt in that way. But if I was, mm. right? If I had been hurt in a way of maybe a boyfriend cheating on me mm. or something like that, I could see how that is the root of probably jealousy, is feeling mm. terrified mm. that your partner is going to cheat on you or be disloyal, or maybe you've caught them right. doing something like that. And instead though, what do we do? You would attack, why, you know, like, you're so, why are you looking at her? You're so ridiculous. Or and why then, are you on your phone? Yeah, why so, are you on your phone? And then attacking me for the behavior, when in reality, the real issue so is much like, deeper. whoa, 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 you are so loved. Okay, you know? so then, in the moment though, what I want to mm. point out is that uh, if you're having an issue, let's say it is that, you know, guys on the phone, you're like feeling insecure, you're feeling to fight about that moment about him being on the phone is a complete waste of time. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Because that is not, not really what, what it it's is. about. Doing that, the inner and that's work. That's why so many of the fights go in circles. It you know, goes in circles and it anywhere. comes up again and again, week after week, month after month, until you it's, end it's up. It's not the trigger that's the problem. Yeah, it's not. That's just a trigger. So that is a trigger for the deeper root. You, in that moment, have a real conversation instead if you're doing mm-hmm. the inner work and you it, yeah. tell them, I, I have a deep fear that you're going to cheat on sure. me. And every time you're on your phone, I I find I myself... Feel, like vulnerable. I feel insecure. Yeah, yeah, I find myself creating all kinds of stories mm-hmm. in my head about how you might be talking to another girl or and you be radically honest with yeah. all of the dark secrets and stories you have in your own head because as you're vulnerable i mean it's really hard imagine if you approached your man that way i mean imagine if you did that yeah he'd be like oh my gosh i'm not doing that i'm I'm so so sorry sorry." he's gonna be respectful and we're gonna want to talk about that but if you attack if you were like oh my gosh you're so ridiculous get off your freaking phone this is stupid now he's like now his defense mechanisms are up and you're not going to get anywhere but instead if we the first person whoever initiates the feeling and open communication if you lead in with vulnerability and honesty i mean you have a huge opportunity to actually get somewhere yeah, you because have to be you've honest. opened the door for your partner to walk in through you know in, through the door with you to this place of vulnerability and honesty for them to then acknowledge it and be like, whoa, I had no idea. Honestly, I'm just talking to so-and-so, like my dad, and I'm just texting them and, and he's, you know, saying hi or whoever you're, whatever you're up to. And then the- but the point is you can open the dialogue and it can, it can begin to actually heal because you're addressing the root. Yeah. And then it's, it's an opportunity for your partner to almost show you the opposite because Mm -hmm. you've been living with a program right Mm -hmm. exactly and now that they know about your program they get this amazing opportunity to kind of go out of their way to help you undo the the program because they're aware of your fear or your insecurity and they're going to be extra mindful to 
uh, help you get through it because they were unaware of it. So yeah. their their habits and their actions... They had no idea they were triggering you. Didn't They didn't know they were triggering you, right? Mm-hmm. And ideally, you want to get to a point where you're no longer triggered, right? But before you could do that, you have to be loved through your trigger. You have to be accepted and loved and not judged for your trigger for you to heal it. So it's really important in your partnership that you get to the root and you don't argue about the trigger. You argue about the actual, well, you don't argue, but yeah. find you, resolution you find resolution about the about actual, the actual issue and you have to be so self-aware. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of your own thoughts, your own fears in order to verbalize them. Yeah. And I mean, if you're in a true loving relationship, you know, if you're married and things like that, like I, trust me, you're, you can, you can do this. You guys can do this because you are, you know, you're, you're, loving each other and you're committed to growing as people and as you do this work and as you are open and vulnerable you know we can basically promise you that it grows you closer as you both commit to doing it you will grow in love and strength because you're sharing sides of yourself that you a never even acknowledge yourself yeah because have you ever said it out loud you know because a lot of these things that we have in our life you actually can't even realize unless you're in a relationship so some of these things you may not even known were there unless you were in a relationship to uncover them, you know? And so when you have a partner to work through it with, you actually become so much closer through that. So the fear is, I don't want to say what I'm truly vulnerable about because I'm afraid it'll push them away. But that is just your fear trying to block you from addressing the real root. Ironically, when we push through fear on the other side is all the good things we want. Yeah, you know what's funny, Matthew, is that I know that like with your addictions, you didn't want to tell me about them. It took a long time. But once you told me about them, I was like so proud of you and in love with you. And I felt like I was just in this whole nother level of intimacy with you because you revealed something, something to me that you felt like I wouldn't love you if I knew about mm-hmm. you. Exactly. But I loved you more does. when you mm-hmm. told me your darkest stuff. Exactly. I felt like I knew a part of you no one else did. And I wanted to help you through it. And exactly. I stopped getting angry at you for hiding or doing whatever, you know, happened. Because you saw the, with compassion. I was so compassionate. Was really happening. And I think that's what... And you what were baffled we, by it. Yeah, I think that's what we as people, you know, as, as humans in a relationship forget is that actually being vulnerable with your partner brings you closer. We think it's going to push them away, but it brings you closer if you're in an actual healthy relationship. If you're like on first date, you know, like, you're probably not. But like, you know, (laughs) if you are in a like healthy relationship where you guys truly are committed and love each other, like, trust me, it's actually going to make you. Yeah, you're going to pull back the layers and you're going to actually have a deeper love. And when you get to the root of these things, now you actually can heal the problem. So, you know, let's use another quick example of our own. So we talked about like jealousy. Let's say, um, you know, a really big one with guys, like we said, again, we're going to have to do a separate one on this. But if I say have a craving for addiction to look at porn or something, then I usually that manifests as being irritable. Oh and, my gosh. Okay. And mean so, to Ashley because she represents me not getting to go do it. Yeah. And so if I'm with her all the time and I'm having a bad craving, I'm just kind of a jerk. And that would mean, you know, I would just be kind of rude to her. And if I don't say anything, you know, then then it just kind of perpetuates. 
But then if I finally am like, hey, I am having, I'm so sorry, like I'm irritable. I'm just having a really bad craving right now and I'm trying to get through it. Then yeah. she's like, oh, dang, and then can help me yeah, through it. Yeah, I didn't know for the longest time what like you were going through internally. Yeah, she had no idea why I was you, so irritable. Because you would just... I just thought I had to do it on my own. Yeah, you would just... just keep it to myself. Like, just be so angry inside, slam. Mm -hmm. There would be no problem in our lives. And I'd be like, exactly. what is wrong? Everything would be great. We'd have like a great day or something. And I'd be like so pissed about whatever and anything. You I know? didn't know that you had a battle going on within exactly. you. And it's crazy because you can live with somebody. You can spend, you know, all of your hours and days together and still not know what they're battling inside. Mm -hmm. Unless you guys start to talk about it. Yeah, and you you dig it up, you know? And, and even just saying... Saying it out loud heals it. So exactly. think about that, this. That was what was ironic. I wanted on that note real quick is just me saying, hey, I'm having a really bad craving. So any of you dealing with addiction, which pretty much so many of us have some sort of addiction. I just found out I have a food addiction, guys. We'll have a <laughs> whole nother talk about that. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever you're going through, it can be an emotional addiction, a food addiction, a drug addiction, a porn addiction, whatever it is. Just by saying it sometimes, a lot of the time that can make it go away. Yeah, so and not being judged for it. Yeah, like that's, you know, that's why there's such a thing as having a sponsor. That's why that's such a successful program is because just by telling someone, another human, that has a lot of power in making it go away. And so when I would tell you that, it would actually relieve a lot of the stress and then I wouldn't feel alone. And, and ironically, when I would just admit it instead of hiding it, it would just go away. Totally. But what were you going to say? I'm so sorry. I don't remember, but I love you so much. I'm I so love, proud of you. <laughs> love you too. So as you go through these steps, you know, you get to the root. And then once you get to this root, you can start to resolve. You can start to think, okay, well, what are we going to do in the future? How are we going to work through this? What's going to be like our any, our code word, you know, whatever. How are we going to resolve this in the future? Like say with addiction, yeah, it's not going to, addiction's not going to go away in, in just one conversation. So, you know, at this point we had to continuously have a conversation. We still do to this day, you know, whenever things come up, you have to be open and be like, Hey, whoa, I just had a random craving. You know, I haven't had one in a while and it just came up because, you know, so-and-so just walked by or I saw this or this happened and you just admit it right away. You know, you have a plan for whatever it is. If it's jealousy, if it's and an addiction, if it's whatever. Here's the thing guys. And, and this is so hard. I think for us to, to grasp is that we are not <laughs> anything we think we are. We are not defined by our dark shadow side, by our addictions, by our dark thoughts, by uh, lustful thinking, by uh, cravings, by uh, any of that stuff. That is something that is literally a program that is happening to us. And we are experiencing it just like, you know, the person that we're in relationship with is experiencing us go through it. Um, to be compassionate with yourself and to be forgiving of yourself helps you to be able to say it out loud because you stop thinking it's you. I think like mm -hmm. when you admitted all those things out loud and we were able to move through it, mm -hmm. um, it was you actually just realizing like, dude, this isn't me. Oh, this totally. is just what's happening yeah, to me. Because I every, can't help it. Yeah, every root, let's say like with porn addiction, that came from a, a sexual repression, for example. Right. You know, what, jealousy comes from what? It comes from being hurt in the past. Like everything has a root that came from outside of you. You know, it came from a program, whether it came from parenting or religion or a past experience. And if you're or, not aware of if it, you're not aware of it, you you're think just, it's you and you beat your, 
crap out of yourself. Yeah, and it's not you guys, and it's right. not us. It's it's what we've been programmed. It is a it is a reaction to an action that happened in the past, and it hasn't been healed, and that's why it's still coming up. It's not your fault. So, um, it's really important to to get to get real and to become self-aware and to start analyzing your own habits, your own dark thoughts, and to be compassionate of your partners because they are going through, you know, it too. We all are. So, and to almost kind of flip it and see that when we work on our stuff, it's like, it's badass. It's like, Oh yeah. And I'm proud of our darkness. I'm like, dude, I'm so proud that we can sit here and have this conversation publicly and talk about. I mean, that just shows when you can talk about it and admit it, you guys, it means it doesn't have power over you. It shows your mastery of it. It shows your power over it because it doesn't control you anymore. Exactly. When it's hidden. look at it that way, use that as a way of flipping it and having empowerment through open communication. Yeah. When it's hidden, it still has power over you. So pull that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) My teacher used to say, shine the light of awareness which is a much prettier way of yeah we'll go with that shine the light of awareness so (laughs) that's what we're gonna do and um yeah so first intro to the inner work gnarly gnarly it's just starting off right you know just getting right into it how we almost got divorced and didn't make it out alive but yeah how the inner work saved our marriage the inner work saved our marriage we're so blessed so grateful for you guys being here and all of the many blessings in our lives. Mm-hmm. We so look, excited to share. Yeah, we look forward to sharing more inner work <laughs> stories with you guys. Um, and if you guys have any topics or questions you'd like covered, because mm-hmm. the inner work totally. covers everything so whatever it is there is a way to heal it and master and overcome using the inner work so i actually challenge you guys to uh tell us give us tell us what you want to want to hear what do you want to dive into should we take callers long time viewer first time caller (laughs) that would be fun that would be fun so we might have to visit that we're open to all things cool. is what we're saying. But anyways, we love you guys so much. Yep. And thank you so much for listening. We're so excited. We can't wait to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> we're so excited to help. We want to share. We want to get into this with you. We're so glad you're here, Do guys. Do your inner work.